and we are back, Devils on the Rush, episode 27. You've got the Fisherman and Alejandro, a.k.a. Alex Chavanti, a.k.a. Hockey Writer General, a.k.a. Infernal Access Boy. Here we go, Luke season, playoff season, Jack breaking records. A lot has happened since the last time we've met, Alejandro. Yeah, we got some devil's history. Um, not some, quite a bit of devil's history. We quite have, a bit. We have home ice advantage. Um, we've got some, I don't know, some key wins. Um, even played well in a loss against Boston too. It's and lots of on. goals, lots yeah. and lots of goals. I mean, we've had a five-one victory, an eight-one victory, uh, albeit a quiet two-one loss, and then a six-two. Ending of the season for the Sabres thrashing. I mean, wowzer. It's been a fun week for the Devils. Yeah, they certainly uh, didn't get goalied the last week or so. I don't even think you could say that about the Boston game. So pretty much firing on all cylinders heading uh, into the playoffs here, which is a good thing. Well, the Devin, the, the Devin Levy, Devin, is it Levi? Devin, Levi? Levi, yeah. Devin Levi, Levi, yeah. Get your pair of jeans. Um, you know, <laughs> it, 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 it. Felt like a little bit we were going to get goalied for a second because he he stood on his head. I mean, granted, the team in front of him didn't play so hot um, maybe for the first period, but he, he he's going to be an issue for years to come. Yeah, I think that team in general is going to be an issue for years to come. They just got to really kind of shore up their blue line, but there's talent there for sure. So should we start with the geriatric tuxedo chickens? Was that we didn't we haven't talked about that since the last time, man? I guess it no. I think the last one we hit was, uh, yeah, was the, the loss in Winnipeg. Right? Yeah, it was that Monday before. So yeah, let's start with the man. The Penguins are having a hell of a time now, aren't they? I, I you know, I the, the, someone's head's gonna roll after last night's performance in oh, Chicago yeah. for them. Hextall is uh, definitely gone. No, like that is just. It downright embarrassing that you lose to a team that's purposely tanking and I couldn't even name three players on that roster. Um, yeah, I mean, geez, yeah, that's, it was bad. That, it, it, it was, was bad. bad. Yeah. But, um, let's get to the devil's game. I thought, you know, this was like every other game we played the penguins this season. It was pure domination from start to finish. They can't keep up with our speed. And I can repeat that three more times because that's just the theme of the game. Yeah, the Penguins just don't have the roster to keep up with a team as young and fast and skilled as the Devils anymore. Um, it was evident, like you said, in all four times that they played this season. And the last matchup um, a week ago was basically the same thing. Uh, they just couldn't keep up. Um, they just couldn't keep up um, with their speed and I think Vanacek played really well that night, too. Um, granted, the Devils made life uh, pretty easy in front of him. But, um, yeah, I mean, the De- Penguins really needed that game. They didn't get it. Dawson Mercer had the hat trick, his first career um, hat trick. Dougie um, breaks 20 goals, too. I mean, that's yeah, that's really tough to do as a defenseman. Yeah, that was just like the start of a bunch of milestones for the Devils over like the last week. Um, just kept rolling after that. Um there's really not much to say about the Penguins. I, I mean, I was, if the Devils, if the Penguins got in the playoffs, you know, they would be the ideal matchup for the Devils in the first round. That would be an easy one um, to just, you know, I think they would probably, I wouldn't say they would sweep because, you know, Sidney Crosby's there, but five games, uh, that's like the ideal matchup for the Devils. 
Um, I don't think they're going to make it at this point. We'll see what happens with the Islanders game tonight. But yeah, the Devils dominated that game. Uh, Penguins just don't have the horses to keep up. So um, yeah, if you guys are wondering why you can hear everything that's going on outside my house, uh, air conditioning broke. I got the windows open that way. I don't uh, suffocate myself in my room. Uh, so yeah, you're going to hear some extra things tonight. But uh, yeah, Devils and Penguins, was a, it was a blowout win. Meyer even got on the board, um, yeah. <clears throat> and then the charity goal to Russ, right? Domination through and through. They dominated from the dot, 54%, got a power play goal. They let him block shots. They did get out hit, but that was probably just because the Penguins were super frustrated with how fast the Devils played. Um, and, you know, as you said, another stellar performance from the one Hibachi King, Vitek Vanacek. Um you know, he's been hot. He's been hot yeah. these last couple of games. I know we had that little bit of a blip in, let's call it March, right? Yeah, Towards the end of the March. month of March. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Most I don't, I don't like the month of March either. So that's fine. Uh, but now that the weather's starting to turn, so is VTEC's game. And uh, he's riding high going into the playoffs. Yeah. Um, that I don't want to get into it a little bit uh, too much here because that's going to be a, the focal point of stat attack for me this week. But. Yeah, he's been really good lately, and uh, obviously if the Devils end up playing the Rangers in the first round of the matchup, they're going to be going against Igor Shosturkin, so you're going to need Vanacek playing at his best hockey, and it looks like he's playing at his best heading into the playoffs right now, so that's definitely a good sign. Yeah, I mean, if you're Lindy Ruff, you have to feel super confident, and and even the team in front of you, right? Like, even if yeah. they make a mistake, or maybe that allows them to take that extra risk on a stretch pass, knowing that you know we got VTech between the pipes, and he's thanking the pipes every time they get hit. So, it's uh, it was a nice little tidbit that Stein uh, got out of him. Uh, he just says thank you uh, every time the pipe is rung. Uh, yeah, I, that, I forgot I about that. Cute. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was pretty good. We're here for the stories, not the stats. Um, <laughs> actually, you're probably here for the stats. Yeah, I was going to say, I was about to say, uh, I'm pretty sure we have this whole thing called stat attack. So. Uh, I'm just here for some fun. All right. Wow. Um, That's a great go. start here. Listen, it's hot out today. Hot. You know, I got to get, get hydrated. So. Uh, Devils, Blue Jackets. This, I mean, oh, man. if we thought the Penguins game was a route, uh, let's let's parlay that into last Thursday's game, April 6, twenty twenty three, against the Columbus Blue Jackets, aka Fake Johnny Hockey's team. Um, well, yeah, I mean, the Blue Jackets have given us fits in previous seasons, um, and yeah, they were obviously. Season completely different team back then um but this wasn't even close not yeah. it, from this from the first whistle this was just game over yeah it was somehow worse than oh we got loose the uh, weekly lucille appearance here yeah she lucille? she hates johnny hockey as much as i do <laughs> i don't blame her i guess um but yeah, that was somehow worse than the seven-one game back. I think was it like Halloween around there. So um, yeah, I mean they just comp- the the Blue Jackets they don't have the horses to keep up. I mean Goodrow didn't even play the whole game. I think he left with like illness uh, some point in the first period. Um, you know they had Michael Hutchinson and John old Devils legend Devils friend John Gillies split the game. Uh, so, yeah, but he didn't even really do anything. I think he might have been worse than the goalie that was in there. Yeah, I think he was. He gave up 
I think just as many goals as Hutchinson did, uh, or close to it at least. Um, and like a third of the time. Yeah, uh, it was bad. I mean, that's like a game that I was, I thought like, you know, the Devils maybe get a little bit of a trap game because it was right before the Boston games. Maybe they get caught looking ahead, but not at all. They took care of business there. The Blue Jacks didn't have an answer for anything they did. Um, Timo got, I think that was two goals in one assist night for Timo Meyer. if I'm not He should have had three. He should have had three. Oh, yeah, man. He should have had the hat trick. He, he had a couple of great opportunities, I think, late in the game to get one when the Devils were way up at that point. Same but, with Jack, I think, too. It was all in the mm-hmm. same sequence. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, I think it was even – if it wasn't in the same sequence, it was definitely in the same period, too. So, um, yeah, dominated the, a game that they really should have because – uh, if we just look at what the Blue Jackets are doing, they're they're doing their best to get the best odds for Connor Bedard at this point. So, um, yeah, 8-1, decisive victory again after uh, just dominating the Penguins the night before. So it's always good to see, even if the Blue Jackets aren't really much of anything this year, um, it's always good to see them beating up on division rivals. Yeah, definitely. And four-point night for Jackie Boy, as Luke uh, has coined him, and I've been saying that for a while now. Um, so, uh, I, I, yeah, he's taken it from me. He must be listening to devils on the rush already. I, I expect full credit in the next interview. Um, (laughs) the other thing I wanted to point out, Ryan Graves had a ridiculous goal. I mean, who, who knew Ryan Graves had hands like that? Uh, but that was probably just against the dejected blue jackets team at that point. Eric Holla continued his hot streak, uh, Holla time, Holla at me, Holla at Eric. Uh, Marino had a three-point night, which is quite odd for for Johnny Boy. Yeah, uh, and and the, the Penguins got rid of him because he couldn't get points. Right? Was that the reason? They got rid of him because he couldn't get points. He's salary cap, uh, and it's really come to bite them this year because they could use a defenseman like him. That's for sure. Definitely. So all around, just a good confidence booster uh, going into the Bruins game. Uh, we out we nearly doubled the shots on the Blue Jackets, thirty-six seventeen. We actually got. Absolutely dominated from the circle, 62 to 38%. And there goes my theory of winning faceoffs. But it still holds true. This was a goddamn fluke. The Blue Jackets suck, except from the circle. Uh, power play, two for three. That's great news. It was almost like a practice. It was like a high-intensity practice almost. Yeah, kind of, honestly, yeah. Right? Um, yeah. You know, Brooks Kepka could have been there with the orange cone. Um, <laughs> talk about karma. Jeez. Um, he, and then, uh, Oh, for five. Well, the devils were five for five on the penalty kill still maintaining. I think it's like 82% seventh in the league. That is great news going into the playoffs because a lot of goals come off the power play in the playoffs because the yeah. hockey is so tight. Um, and then they got crushed on hits. Who cares? 16 block shots. I'm, I'm happy with that. The devils are getting in front of the puck and again, another, another big performance for, uh, the Hibachi King. I mean, yeah. he only faced 17 shots. I was going to say, he didn't have to, he re- if he didn't have to do much the night before or the couple nights before in Pittsburgh, he really didn't have to do anything <laughs> against Columbus. But he did really? play it well. Yeah, he had the timely saves. That's all yeah. you need. Yeah, timely so, saves. Um, uh, yeah, there's just not much to take away from the Columbus game, less really than Pittsburgh. I mean, that was just they, they don't belong on the same ice this season. No, not at all. Um, one point of note, there was only one Devils player with a minus – uh, plus, plus minus rating. It was Andre Palat, wasn't it? Unfortunately, it was Andre Palat. Yeah. He only got 10 minutes of ice time, too. Yeah. Yeah, we could get into that at some point, but uh, 
He's been up and down recently, but yeah. He's saving it. He's saving it for the playoffs. I'm fully convinced. I think Dano was even saying that last night in the Sabres game. So. All right, let's move on to the big showdown on ABC. Alex, do you remember the last time the Devils were on ABC? Uh, man, that must have been in middle school. It must have been like 2003, 2004 around then, right? It was Game 7, 2003 against the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, I was actually at that game. That was a fun game. Yeah, uh, I remember watching it on TV. Yeah, yeah some, something big happened that night. Yeah, that was so, – yeah, something <laughs> – yeah, Lord Stanley, how you doing? <laughs> so, uh, Bruins game. They started off quick. Uh, our old friend, Gatorade boy, useless cone, Pavel Zaka scored two goals. Or, I should say, scored one, and McKenzie gifted the second. And then from there, it was pretty much an even hockey game, right? It, it's kind of unfortunate that McKenzie gave up that soft one because he played well after that. But it, it almost seems like McKenzie's got to give up a, a gaffer uh, and then just really gets in the zone. Um, but, I, you know, I thought it was a good, solid hockey game. thought they both played well. I don't think one team dominated the other. Maybe a little bit of an edge to the Bruins just because they got the two early ones. But I thought the Devils played well. And, um, you know, it was – it wasn't. I wouldn't say it was playoff hockey, right? I think it was yeah, – it didn't have that kind of feel. Yeah, high-intensity regular season hockey maybe. I think two of these teams were – what I got a sense was is like these two teams know they're both really good, but they also really didn't want to get hurt, right? You yeah, know, it's towards the end sure. of the season. Let's play a good, good, clean hockey game here, and that's that. Minus freaking the rat who took out Mike McLeod. I can't even believe he didn't get a player hearing on that, and I know you're going to talk me off the ledge. It was clean, blah, 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 because you always talk sense into me. But that was dirty. I'm fully convinced. Point of contact was the head. We're trying to remove that from the game. Tell me I'm wrong. So, like, for me, a dirty hit is, like, you're intentionally trying to hurt someone. I didn't think Marchand was trying to intentionally hurt, like, McLeod there. But that's, like, a tough one. Like, when it first happened, I when I first saw it live, I was like, I don't know. I feel like that doesn't get called a penalty pretty often. Um, so it makes you, like, question, like, what's the rule here on a hit like that? And, yeah, you, I think it's something you want to get out of the league for sure because McLeod hasn't practiced or played in the last couple of games and you know it's possible he has a concussion so you want to get rid of that um I thought it looking back on it like it should have at least I don't know about a hearing or anything like that but they should have called a penalty uh, during the game I think he got it was a high hit I mean he got his shoulder Martian used got McLeod with his shoulder so right in the chin Right. Yeah. That was the point of contact, regardless if it was dirty or not. Yeah. Hit the head is two-minute penalty. End of yeah, story. I That's agree. the rule book. Yeah. Um, so I thought they should have at least called a minor penalty there um, at a minimum. I think a, 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 like a five-minute major would have been a little harsh. But, yeah, looking back on it, I'm definitely surprised they didn't uh, call a penalty on it. It's, you got to get that out of the game. And, you know, today I think a practice rough said that – McLeod's progressing, and he could even join the team for practice after the regular season's over. So, hopefully yeah, he won't be traveling to Washington. Yeah, but, which makes yeah. sense. The, the yeah, it's fine. Against Washington, that game. But really Lazard might be back, right? So yeah, we can get into Ola that in team and news. Lazard are both are both available for the uh, Washington game. So I would I would would assume both of them might even play. I think Lazard needs a, a rep before the playoffs start. So, um, but yeah, it's hopefully McLeod's not out too long because. 
you know, when you win 60% of your face-offs, it, it matters. And for him, it's because really he plays on the penalty kill so much and that winning draws in special teams is a lot more important than it is at five on five. And like, so you're telling me winning draws does count. And special teams more than five on five. Five on five, not so much. But, and three on three. Yeah, three on three too. That's true because once you get puck possession in three on three, problem, the thing is you don't have to – that's it for three on three for the rest of the season. But um, – yeah, I, hopefully he's not out too long because he is obviously Ralph finds him quite important in different situations. And, need and to be fair, though, he's had I thought he's played very well the past couple yeah. weeks. He's been driving. Play, listen, he's not a top three center. We know that. But for a fourth line center, he's been driving play, breaking out of the zone. He's playing good, hard nose hockey. Um, he's you know, if he had some better hands, he'd probably have a couple more goals because of some of the moves he's made uh, throughout the you know past couple of weeks. So I think he's a big part of the team, um, especially on the penalty kill. And as you said, if you need a face-off one, Mikey McLeod's there's a 65% chance he's winning it. Yeah, he has played his role very well this season for the most part. Um, I think he only has four goals or whatever it is. I guess I, you can't really count on him for that, but he does kind of everything else well. You know, at least in an average level, um, faceoffs elite. You know, he's one of the leading faceoff guys in the. Well, he's league. also not. He's not also. He's also not afraid to mix it up too, right? Like he's he's a big solid kid. Yeah, decent defensive forward as well. So and that's what really what you want from a fourth liner. Um, it's that type of player. So hopefully he can play in game one of the playoffs, whether that's Monday or Tuesday, because I, you know, in, in special teams, their their special teams units, both of them have been playing so well lately that you're going to want him available uh, for the penalty kill at a minimum. Yeah, definitely. Anything else you wanted to add? I thought Jesper's goal was super sexy. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought the devils had trouble playing the game that they like to play against Boston. Boston really kind of gums up the neutral zone. Yeah. They, they didn't play a neutral zone trap, but they really did a good job of um, just not allowing the devils to attack off the rush. Like they want to. And I think another thing to important from the another important thing to note from the Bruins game is that, you know, the Devils have been the comeback kids this season. They're like top three or whatever in comeback wins. Um, but in the playoffs, that's not going to be as easy. So starting on time is going to be crucial. I thought Boston was pretty much the better team for the first period of, I get at least the first fifteen minutes of the first period. Um, and if you get off to a slow start in the playoffs against a team like Boston, Carolina, the Rangers... They're just going to shut it down. Yeah, it becomes a lot harder to come back. Um, so I think that should serve as an, a lesson that when you play the best of the best in the playoffs in a team as caliber of the Bruins, the Hurricanes, Rangers, t- Maple Leafs, Lightning, whoever, you need to start on time because it's not as easy to come back, especially if you fall behind multiple goals one goal lead uh one goal deficit is not much but two and three goal deficits in the playoffs it's pretty it can be pretty tough to come back yeah definitely anything else uh, that's it from the boston game yeah all right i mean and i think we should also point out i thought ball has played well yeah he's earned his spot. yeah he's earned yeah. his spot as a regular even with luke hughes coming into the fold now um He's their number six. I mean, he's even playing higher than the third pair of times. So he's definitely earned. Ruffs obviously likes the way he's playing as well. The Bruins game, he was clearly the sixth defenseman in time on ice. But I do get your point. Let's see yeah. in the Columbus game. Uh, he's, I mean, he had been playing with Dougie um, a little bit before then. So. Yes. The Penguins game, he was not 
the least time on ice. He had 1847, so that made him for third, third, yeah. Columbus least, Boston least, uh, and the Sabres, Sabres, Sabres. Six least ahead of Luke because Luke only played 10 minutes. But. Yeah, he ball had twelve. So, but yeah. he was he was, I mean he was the one switching off with Luke. So that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. All right, so we should go to the Sabers game. What a game! Record breaking debut of Golden Boy two <laughs> Jackie breaking the record. Devils breaking the wins record. A lot of stuff happened that night. Place was electric. Um, and, it, you know, I think this was the first time in a long time fan appreciation night was rocking. The fans were loving it. And and you also killed the dreams of a young, young and up-and-coming team that will probably come and bite us in the butt uh, in a couple years. But besides <laughs> that, let's ride this wave. What did you see in the Sabres game? Yeah, so actually I thought Buffalo played quite well. Um, even though, At least in the first period they did. Yeah, I, they were definitely the better team than the Devils in the first period. Um, they had the better of the shots, um, quantity and quality. Um, but Vanacek was really good, and they got a timely goal. Who scored the first goal? I'm drawing them. Was that yes, Bur- yes, yes, Bur- yes, Bur- yes, Bur- yes, goal, right? Yes, yep, yep. Bokwist, uh, got a little I mean, bit of a lucky he, break. He yeah. really he just meant to pass it, and it went off one of the Sabres yeah. skates. Went he in, but hit yeah. Bastion, I think Bastion would have scored easily because he had an open net. But yeah, uh, yeah, Bokus gets a little bit of luck there, and they take a one zero lead into intermission. Um, and yeah, I thought Buffalo can't. I mean, Buffalo knew their season was on the line; like they have to win out basically to get in the playoffs. And they certainly played like it to start the game. Um, but Vanacek uh, made a couple of really more than timely saves, and probably some of the best saves he's made in a little bit here, even though he's been playing well. Thought it was one of his best starts of the season, to be honest. Um, and it showed in the first period that he was dialed in because Buffalo, I think, he had a couple had- great saves on Tage, Tage the Great, TNT, yeah. um, who has been on fire this season. Yeah. So um, it was good to see him playing at a high level against a team that was in a, in a fight for their lives for a playoff spot. Um, but after that, after the first period, I thought the Devils played a lot better. Um, there was a little bit of a stretch after they went up 2-0 when Paterka's goal was um, deemed offsides. And then um, I think it was a Jeff Skinner scored to make it 2-1 where it was getting a little bit dicey. And it was like, okay, that that point the Devils need to set. It was a bad goal too, right? Wasn't that a bad one? No, the no, Samuelson one was a bad yeah, the, one. The Samuelson one was bad, but the game was yeah. pretty much out of reach at that point. Um, but I think and that, that was weird too because then they – the uh, Siegenthaler lost his bucket. Tuck just like ripped it off his head. I think like sometimes like these players don't know that like if you can pick up your helmet on the ice, you don't have to go back to the bench. That was the thing last year with the Penguins and the Rangers. I remember with Marcus Patterson? Uh, and the, yeah, yeah, the Penguins were getting all up. You know, they're all pissed out, pissed off about it. But and but like the rule is, you can pick up your helmet if you. Especially, I think Siegenthaler was like right next to it. He could have picked up his helmet. Fortunately, it didn't cost him because they were already, I think, up 4-1 or 5-1 at that point. Uh, I think 4-1, right? Yeah. So it didn't cost them in the end. But, uh, yeah, that uh, in the playoffs, you don't want a Marcus Pedersen situation again. But, uh, yeah, after the first period, the Devils played quite well and didn't really have any gripes with their games. They got some timely finishing. Um, even though the Buffalo was still had the better of the qual- uh, quality and quantity after the second period, I thought they picked it up after that. Yeah, I mean, even Miles Wood decided to exit one of his crypto spaces and, and <laughs> contribute uh, for once. Yeah, I it was one of his best prob- games of the season. 
Right, right. Uh, I think it was one of his best games of the season. Yeah. Um, I generally just don't like him in the in the lineup and at the price that we have to pay him. It just is so disappointing. But I mean, if he's going to play like that in the playoffs, by all means, you know, please. Yeah, it's fine with me. Um, I tip of the tip of the hat to a couple people in this game. One being Tomas Tatar. Um, I think you know. Getting 20 goals for him is huge. Getting over 40 points. What a bounce back season he's had. You've written about it multiple times. You've talked about it plenty. You know, kudos to him because he's he's another veteran leader who's who's been deep in the playoffs and um, can, can appreciate what he brings to the table. Another tip of the hat to Lindy. Um, he didn't have to play Luke Hughes. Maybe he did. Maybe Fitz told him he had to, but he started him and that was huge. Uh, you know, getting that ovation as a youngster, as a 19 year old from the fans, that's huge. Uh, can't, I can't imagine what the feeling's like being a 19 year old and, and hearing your name chanted like that. So tip of the hat for that move, but also tip of the hat to him for putting Jack out on, on the empty netter. Let him break the record at home in front of the fans and don't even have to worry about it going into the next game. If you want to sit him next game, I know Jack doesn't want to be sat, but if you want to sit him next game or limit his minutes and then you don't have this record thing holding over his head, I think it was a great move. Yeah. Um, Jack, I mean, there's a lot of people that the whole organization really deserves because they tied the, the wins record too. Um, they can break it against Washington now. Uh, but yeah, Jack... I mean, if he hadn't missed the four games or whatever it was after the All-Star break, he probably would have had the record broken by now. But, you know, didn't wait. Um, didn't wait. He got it the last minute. I think he will play against Washington because 100 points is within reach. Uh, and the Capitals have really been leaky defensively. He, like, he could have a three-point game against Washington, honestly. So I think he's going to play. Um, but, yeah, Jack's been amazing this season. If Connor McDavid wasn't having such an insane, like – you know, one of those insane seasons where he basically has to be the unanimous Hart Trophy winner. I think Jack would get a lot more serious consideration for the Hart. But, I mean, McDavid's got like 150-plus points. So, uh, yeah, not happening. But Jack's been... And also Kachuk, too, right? I think Matt Kachuk is... Yeah, uh, Kachuk's been a... He's had a crazy season as well. As much so as he, it pains me to say it. Yeah, imagine if Kachuk were on this team, I think you'd be talking about like a legit Stanley Cup, like really, really legit Stanley Cup contender. But uh, let's not... I don't know what you're talking about. They are legit really legit but no, like with Kachuk I think you could be like hey they could yeah be- but if you have Kachuk you don't get Timo uh, probably fine with that honestly because Kachuk is better than him uh, but- yeah but that's fine but you still got Timo now yeah. you got the Swiss army knife I mean this dude's a one man wrecking ball I mean you know and he scores so I mean listen the dudes could don't don't shake a stick at Timo I mean he's got north of 40 goals that's unreal yeah I know I'm just saying Kachuk is like elite like like he's one of the best players in the league. Like that's fair. That's fair. So, um, but yeah, Jack has been fantastic this season. Not not enough good things to say about him. I mean, he's he's a team's MVP, and uh, I hope you know it's gonna be his first playoff experience. I'm interested to see what it looks like for him. But I'm he's gonna be ready for it. There's no doubt about it. The, the kid has all the confidence in the world, and I'm sure he's uh, ready for it as well. And and the other thing is, is we finally got to see him open up on an on a post game interview last game. Well, post game I mean, interview was awesome. Yeah. yeah, I mean the one on the one on the broadcast, and then the one from 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 the stall as well. Both just like a completely new Jack almost. Yeah. It was wild. Yeah, he, he let that, himself go. He let himself go. Yeah, he had that great interview. Um, 
at home was it after the Columbus game I think too with Erica on the ice um when they won 8-1 he had a great interview then too I was like oh Oh, I haven't seen that from Jack like all. Season. I know, so. right? So I think I think I think some of the pressure he's he's letting some of the pressure go now that he knows this team is legit and they've reached a lot of their goals. Yeah. Um, but but don't expect anything in the playoffs. He is going to be yeah, he's going to be dialed up. in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so what what does LeBron say when he uh, puts his phone away or social media away in the playoffs? I don't know what he says, but I just I know he does that every postseason. Yeah, so now that LeBron's actually in the postseason, because that was only right. Yeah, game. That game was up. I watched the entire game last night. It was honestly awful, but it was entertaining at the same time. Yeah, so uh, I, let's not even get into the T Wolves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so, all right. Um, so that's a wrap on all the games. Any team news that you wanted to hit? Um, I mean, well, I mean, what'd you think of Luke? What'd you think of Luke? First game, 11 minutes, uh, didn't really see a whole lot, but what'd you think? They didn't put him on any special teams. Yeah. I wouldn't expect him to play any special teams this season. I would, if he plays against Washington, I think that'd be like one of the last games he plays. I, I really don't see him playing much in the playoffs. Um, I think it would take like an injury or two for him to get in. Or the Devils are like trailing in a series and they're desperate for offense. You bring in Luke to give you a little bit more punch from the back end. I thought he had a good first game. I um, watched Jack Hahn's video breakdown of him uh, that he published earlier this morning. It's about 11 minutes long. And I, even though his like his numbers weren't great, I think he controlled like 35% of the expected goals when he was on the ice. He did a lot of things that you know you read like the things you read about him doing well he did well in that devil's game for the most part um he showed his ability to break out um out of the defensive zone a couple of times uh defensively he played pretty well there was one clip that jack um posted in his video about him defending the rush pretty well um so i thought he had a pretty good first game um like jack said in that video too i he luke played like a simplified version of his game um since it was the first game of his career first NHL game of his career and I think that's what you were kind of looking for I'm sure that's what Lindy Ruff kind of just play within yourself don't don't try and do too much I mean he tried that one stretch past the miles but he he had a good defense he nearly got it and he also had that nice defensive breakup a couple times so you know played within his game nothing special nothing to phone home about but didn't embarrass himself either yeah you see the upside with him for sure and uh you know I think this season, it's you know, it's very late in the season at this point. Obviously, I don't think you can really expect much from him. But come you know September and October, when training camp and the next season are about to roll out, I think that's really when you're going to get to see the best of Luke Hughes. But uh, definitely promising stuff in his first game. So hopefully, he gets the last regular season game in Washington since there's not really too much to play for other than first place in the division. They pretty much have everything else locked up at this point. So. Hopefully, Lindy plays him again. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't see why he doesn't play tomorrow night unless they want to get Smith in. But then again, yeah. sit like Siegenthal or sit Marino. Yeah, you, you know. could rest a, a couple of guys on the back end now that you have Luke there and Smith as extras. You could give a couple of guys a night off. No one's 100% at this time of the year, too. So if you Or Sivo. I wouldn't mind giving Sivo the night off. Yeah, I mean, whoever, you can give the night off. Um, if you give Sivo the night off, then you can play Luke on the second power play. Yeah, and Severson or and Luke plays is comfortable playing on the right side. He played on the right side a lot in college, so he could do that as well. Yep. 
All right. Anything else? That's it. All right. Let's uh, let's take a quick break, and then we'll get back for our three uh, favorite segments and, and a look at the week ahead. And we are back. Time for Alex's favorite section. Mine, mediocrely enjoy, but it's, you know, I'm more here for the story. So <laughs> let's get into Start Attack. Uh, Alejandro, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, so um, we're going to, I hinted at it earlier, but we're going to do a little Vitek Vanacek stat attack this week. Uh, so in his last 11 games, uh, this dates back to March 12th. He has a 9.25 save percentage um, and a 6-4-1 and record in that time for people who care about such things. Um, when it comes to his fancy stats, he has stopped... Five goal, five point one one goals above expected in that stretch. Um, high danger save percentage isn't great. Uh, it's at point eight oh five, which is okay. It's but it's nothing special. It's not like the best goalies in the league usually have a high danger save percentage. Or usually are above eight fifty, um, but that's not the worst thing. Um, he's making good saves. He's making timely saves though, and uh, you know part of the. The thing is, too, is that the Devils don't really give up high danger chances, so it's not like he's facing a ton of them. Uh, it's not like he's playing on a poor defensive team. The Devils are quite good in that regard. But, yeah, after going through like a bit of a slump uh, there to, to end February and start of March, um, let me just see. I got hockey reference here. What was his save percentage at that point? Yeah, there was a little bit of a five-game stretch there where Vanacek had an 821 save percentage. But since then, uh, over the last month, he's been really good back to where he was for really most of the season. And if I'm not mistaken, I think his save percentage for the season's above 910 now. Yeah, it's at 911. So, um, yeah, he's been really good. He's playing his best hockey right now, uh, which is what you want to see going into the playoffs because he's obviously going to be their starter. So, all good signs. He's definitely trending upward. Yeah, really, really happy with this play. Um, unfortunately, I think his favorite hibachi spot closed. Yeah, did he uh, say that on Instagram or uh, told someone? somewhere on, somewhere on the somewhere on the web sphere? Yeah. Um, yeah, I we're gonna do we recommend Mount Fuji or what, where yeah. do we go? I mean, Mount Fuji is pretty cool, um, but probably a little out of the way for him. So. Um. Josh Harris better arrange something. Yeah, yeah, better get him. I'm sure this. Um, there's got to be some good other good hibachi places in like the Jersey City, Hoboken area. You know. Yeah, maybe maybe give him a little bit of a Swiss hibachi with the melting pot. I know there's one in Hoboken, I believe. Yeah, there's there's a melting pot. There's a couple of melting pots around here. So, yeah, why not take his uh, his Swiss teammates since he's got like half the Swiss national team. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, no, I think that's great. Really looking forward to see what he can bring in the playoffs. Cause I really don't want to see Blackwood in a playoff game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the only way I think we, well, one way would be Vanacek getting hurt. God forbid that doesn't happen. Uh, you know, if, why Vanacek would you even put that? Why would you even put that out? I can't I, believe I, you I don't said believe that. In, I don't believe in that sorcery. So, um, I don't, I believe in the bad juju stuff. That's, that's not me. I, I don't do that. So, um, or if Vanacek has like a bad game, you just put Blackwood in for like the third period just to, for relief. Cause you know, you gotta start him two nights later, but yeah, I think Blackwood in a playoff game, it could look like the Bruins game. Like he has a good, like 35 safe performance, but then there's like the one or two bad goals. He gives up. You're like, what? What the heck, man? So you don't want to deal with that. Yeah, totally. Um, all right. Mine is going to be a little 
snippet from your article today on the hockey writers. Everyone go check out Alejandro Shavanti. I mean, Alex Shavanti on the hockey writers dot com. Great content there. Um, hopefully we'll get a couple writers on here in the near future that are present or past hockey writers. Hint, hint. Now let's get into it here. Uh, this is Timo Meyer through his first 20 games. Basically, Alex, um, you know, check out the article. I'm not going to ruin it for you, but I will steal some stats from it because I am lazy and they are your <laughs> stats. In his first 20 games with the Devils, Meyer has been one of their best play drivers at five on five. He has a 55.52% in Corsi four percentage and a 60.06 expected goals uh, percentage. Uh, Alex, for all of us uh, illiterate hockey fans, what is the Corsi 4 percentage again? Uh, Corsi is just base, it's shot attempts, uh, simple put, simply put. It's nothing, anything more complicated than that. All right, there you go, guys. Um, that was for you, not for me. Um, <laughs> and also, while he's on the Devils, he's averaged 3.45 shots on goal. His 69 shots on net since his team debut on March 5th are second only to Jackie Boy Hughes, who has 74. Yeah, I mean, you know, just wrap it up. The guy's a, the guy's a one-man wrecking ball, and that's why he's on the third line still driving play with two passengers most nights. Um, so, you know, the, the guy's been – he's been as advertised. He's scoring goals. He's getting points, and his physicality is definitely going noticed. Um, it is – it just – He's laying the, you know, he laid that hit on uh, uh, Pasternak at the end of the game. That that pissed off the Bruins, but it got every Devils fan out of their seat pumped, knowing he was playing to the last whistle. So shout out to Timo. Yeah, he's been great. Uh, you know, as a pretty much, I mean, I didn't have anything bad to say about him in that article. Honestly, he's been great in his first twenty games. Yeah, and then you mentioned something about an IPP. What's this? His individual point percentage. Um, has not been the best, but it still hasn't been bad. So go yeah. read the article. Yeah, it's all in the article. So yeah, go read it. It's a, my pinned tweet on Twitter if anyone's looking for it. So. Yeah, get on, get, on, get on the tweeter. Yeah. All right. Let, should we hop into Devil's Dungeon? Yeah, I mean, I don't even really know to, who to put in the dungeon this last week because everyone played so well like even in the loss to Boston like uh, I'm trying to think like Blackwood you know he gave up the bad goal but I don't think I have anyone for the dungeon this week I mean everyone played pretty pretty well yeah that's fine I mean you know I'm gonna put Marshan in the dungeon because yeah, I you still, I yeah, you know, I'll put him in the dungeon too. Yeah, yeah I just like he looks like a rat. I mean, if he was on my team, I love him. But yeah, the funny thing is, is, the funny thing is, is he only has like twenty-one goals this season. Yeah, well, they were saying in the broadcast of that game that he had gone like I think he's on like a fourteen-game goalless drought or something like that. Um, I mean, that's one more than Tomash Tatar. Yeah, he hasn't. He hasn't been scoring at the the rate he has in the past, but yeah, Marshan for that. Well, he hasn't the, licked anyone in a while either, so maybe that's why. Yeah, I mean, he's, I feel like he's been good with the antics this season, because you know, Boston's been in such a ridiculous position this year that why would you want to try to do anything to ruin it? But um, he did get 
I guess he, he was only on has the 62, game. only 66 points. I mean, only, but still for him, that's that's kind of a down year. And how many games, though? Because he missed, like, he missed. Seven, 72. I guess that's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, that pace. is a little bit of a down season for him. I mean, he is coming off double hip surgery, I think. So. And he's also 34, so hopefully we won't have to see much more of this guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this has got to be it for the Bruins, right? It depends who comes back next season. Like, if Bergeron and Krejci are still there for another season, they might have one more run in them, too. But, uh, like, say they win the Stanley Cup this year, like, I could see, like, guys like Krejci and Bergeron just, like, calling it, hanging up the skates and saying this is, they're going out on top kind of thing. Um, yeah, and Hall, I mean, he's kind of toast. I mean, they're Yeah, he's had completely... injury problems again. And he's having a kid. Once you have a kid, you're done. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Known so. known fact. I, I've got the stats to back it up, 100%. Uh, Look at Sharon Govich, point in case. Yeah, that should have been stat attack. We missed an opportunity there, but whatever. What, the Taylor Hole has 36 points in 60 games? I mean, jeez, that is awful. Really? You only have 36 oh. points? Damn. Yeah, I mean, jeez, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I think Pavel Zaka's had better production than him this season, hasn't he? Zaka's at like 20 goals and 50 plus points, isn't he? Oh, God, you're making me look up the Gatorade boy? Oh, jeez. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, it was what a steal again, Pavel Zaka. He's a product of that goddamn system. You put yeah, Jesper Bokwis on, on that. You put Jesper Bokwis on that wing, he's going to... Oh, man, he's got 57 points in 81 games. Wow. Yeah, I mean, he, a lot of that's because he's played, like, the whole season with Pasternak, but he's played... Yeah, I wonder how many... He's not 6'4". They have him listed Saka, at 6'4". Yeah, he's, he's like 6'2". Yeah, he's not 6'4". Yeah, he's not 6'4". He's 6'4 and 4-inch heels. I mean, come on. No, he's not. He's not 6'4". Yeah, I mean, they had Getzlaff at 6'5". I mean, there's no way. Yeah, that, there's no way. Yeah, that's, that's definitely oh. not true. <laughs> All right, that's a wrap on the dungeon. Clearly uh, not much to put here because the vibes are so freaking good. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, so... All right, should we go into the three stars of the week? Because this might be even more difficult, but that yeah, for, for I mean, a good there's reason. A lot of, yeah, there's a lot of people you could pick for three stars, especially since we're recording a little later and we got some extra games to talk about. But um, I'll give you an honorary star this week because I'm feeling generous. Uh, all right, yeah. So I guess the honorary star will start off with – oh, man. Yeah. I'll go with Thomas Tatar, Thomas Tatar as the honorary star, uh, third star, or I guess, or fourth star, however you want to put it. He had a really good week, you know, five points. Yeah, that would be games. the fourth star of the week, Alex, because yeah. there's three. Yeah, well, okay. yeah, but like honorary you, star, you know, like how do you want to call you're it? A num- you're a numbers guy, dude. You're the numbers guy. I only do fancy numbers. I don't do basic numbers like three and four. That's just yeah. Well, right. well, well, we'll start with your fingers. So... <laughs> And three, Alex is giving me the one finger that matters. Now, uh, <laughs> now, Ooh, a little sound effect here. Look at that! Oh yeah! Oh my god, we're getting fancy here. There we go. Um, yeah, go four star. Yeah, Tatar, five points uh, this week. Three goals, two assists. He had what three point game against the Sabers? Cracked twenty goals, uh, twenty six assists. I think on the season as well. That been he looks like the Tomas Tatar that was you know had such a good stint in Montreal for three years. Uh, he's a key part of this Devils lineup. He's a top six forward. Um, he's been fantastic with Nico Hischer and Dawson Mercer on that top line. Uh, so, you know the playoff struggles have always been a thing with him, 
I think he has like six points in 40 career playoff games. So you kind of hope this he can break out of that this season. Um, I think I like the odds of him breaking out of that a little bit with Nico Hischer and Dawson Mercer, but remains to be seen. But as far as his regular season goes, he's been fantastic. Yeah, I mean, done. Yeah, four-star of the week for you. I'm going to go with uh, Nico as the four-star of the week. He's had a couple great games, a couple assists in the Columbus game. I thought he played well in the Boston game, then a couple more assists in the Buffalo game, I believe. And, um, you know, the ultimate head patter as well. Um, <clears throat> and also a couple assists in the, in the Pittsburgh game. Dawson doesn't have that hat trick without Nico. Yeah, I mean, Dawson was yeah. wide open for two of those goals uh, because yeah. of Nico's ridiculous Nico, passing, yep. right? So, um, and, and an incredible head pat and hug for, for Jack when he broke the record. You can really tell this team is coming together under his leadership. And, and they're all friends. I mean, even Bastion said he's like, you know, you got all the guys around the same age and you got a couple of really nice veterans. You put them all together and you win, you win a couple games. You're all best friends now. And it yeah. really seems like that. Uh, the vibes around the team are immaculate, and that starts with the head, Nico. Yeah. He's my fourth be my, star. Yeah, so Nico is going to be my third star because uh, I thought he's been playing really well, like you said. Um, I think he – let me see. Let me pull up the point totals here. It's also at five points. No, he had six points this week, all assists, but four of them were primary assists. And like you said, Dawson doesn't get that hat trick without Nico's passing. I mean, the one on the two-on-one – Early in the game, uh, I mean, he just like threaded a needle there and put it. I was watching that at the Sixers game, and I stood up. I was like, "That is sexy." Yeah, that was a ridiculous pass from Nico, and even the the pass that led to the hat trick when he kind of just did a little bit of a spin and turn and uh, put it to Mercer for a wide open net. That was pretretty impressive too. Um, and he's just, um, I mean, the two way game has been fantastic this season. I, I mean, I I read. Be surprised if he won the Selkie, but I think he's going to be a finalist. It's, that's also like an award that's just going to Patrice Bergeron. Um, it's Patrice's award until he retires, yeah, which will be this year. Much. Yeah, pretty much. So, I, but I think Nico will be a finalist this year. Um, and yeah, he had another great week. Um, so it was a bold prediction by someone on this podcast. Yeah, uh, I mean Jeff Merrick uh, at the beginning of the season too, right? He he was pumping the Nico for Selkie uh, candidacy, right? Well, who knows? I might be Jeff Merrick. People just don't know. Maybe Jeff Merrick got it from you because he's also a listener of Devils on the Rush. Well, you know, that certainly might be the case as well. (laughs) Um, My third star of the week, I'm going with Dawson. Uh, Dawson with the Hattie. Um, Great to see, you know. I mean, that's three hat tricks this year for a Devils team. I mean, we didn't have three hat tricks in 10 years. I mean, this is unreal. Crazy, right? It's unbelievable. Love to see it, especially uh, the new uh, Mama Fisherman. That's her favorite player. Uh, Uh, So shout out to Dawson, third star of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, She's not from Newfoundland, but, you know, she's just got love for him. He he just generally seems like a great kid. And I think, like, all of Newfoundland just roots for him. Um, When I was at the last game that I was at, uh, there was a Newfoundland flag with a picture of Dawson on it. So I think he is just like a walking legend. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's a small community up there in uh, Newfoundland. So I'm sure they root for all, I think Alex Newhook's also from Newfoundland. So I'm sure they're rooting for him too. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. So who's going to be your second star of the week? Yeah, so Timo Time is my second star of the week. Timo Time. Yeah, I'm Timo yeah, Time Timo's too. Been so really just good. throw it on there. Yeah, so I mean, he had five points this last four games, three goals, two assists. Um, and like I mean, four just, massive hits too. Yeah, he's been p- providing a physical presence. I mean, I just basically covered all of it in that article I wrote about his first 20 games, what he did this last, you know, nine days. Or it was whatever. probably his best week to be fair. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I think I would agree with that because I think well, the he's past two in. weeks, his past two weeks, he's yeah. really settled I in. Think he's, he's starting. Yeah, he's starting to get comfortable with the team and the system and his teammates and their tendencies and how they like to play and stuff like that. So I, he's been really good. Um, not enough good things to say about him, and I think he's just going to keep getting more comfortable here as the you know with the regular season winding down and the playoffs about to begin. I think he's so made for playoff hockey. He's like just yeah. made for it. I really think we'll see him have an impact in the playoffs. So, um, and he's playing the way he's playing suggests he certainly will. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I think we're gonna probably share the f- same first star as well. Yeah, I'm thinking Jack Hughes, right? Jackie boy, breaking records, baby. Yeah, I mean, it would be hard to pick anyone other than Jack Hughes this week. Uh, I'm sure he would have liked to have broken the record with not an empty net goal. I think he kind of su- even said so in his um press conference um you know or in the well, locker room. he doesn't that has to be like his first or second empty net goal of the season though because he's generally not out there for those types of possessions yeah i, I think i mean rough does put him out there sometimes man this bird must be this bird obviously agrees with the uh, jack Hughes here because it's just going nuts but um well that's our second animal uh yeah are birds life. animals are birds animals yeah, of course aren't wouldn't they be animals yeah so I don't know. yeah anyways this guy seems to agree with me about jack hughes so yeah he's been fantastic this season i'm sure he would like to break the goal like i said um without um you know like a, a standard goal not an empty netter but yeah he had seven points these last four games um he's been ridiculously good and uh team mvp like we talked about earlier They're not considered mammals. They are animals. Oh, you were so. looking that up? Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, creatures. And... It's like that. There was an episode earlier in uh, 32 Thoughts earlier in the year when they were look, talking about the San Jose Sharks and they wanted to look up if he was a, a shark as a fish or not. So we just had our little bit of a same, similar moment right there. Yeah, their class is aves, opposed to if you're a mammal, you're a mammalia. Nice. Look at that. We're giving you a little bit of a biology lesson on this this cl- uh, episode of Devils on the Rush. Listen, we bring it all, baby. Bring it all. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jackie breaks the record, gets to do it in front of his parents and his brother. Um, he had a four-point game against the Blue Jackets, his first of his career. He has a chance to get 100. That was his first I thought he had one earlier this season. Yeah, I thought to be he had one too. Yeah, but I was a little surprised when I saw that stat. Yeah, I um, I, I challenged that stat because I swear there was another game where he had four points. Yeah, uh, but hey, if they whatever. First one. I'll, I'll trust the stat department at MSG. But um, yeah, simply said that that that's it for me. He's my first star, first star of the week. Yep. Um, and yeah. all right, uh, there's not much to look ahead to. We are going to do a <laughs> podcast. Um, to do a pr- playoff preview on Sunday evening to get that out. Sunday evening going into Monday. Possibly a guest on tap, uh, still working out the finer details. And then we will look to 
record two or three times next week, maybe after each game, maybe after the home, you know, the first two home games, and then uh, try to get on another guest from from the dark side because at this point, all signs are kind of pointing towards the Rangers, but you never know because the Panthers could beat the crap out of the Hurricanes tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. That Hurricanes Panthers game is actually more interesting than me than the Devils. Uh, Capitals game. Uh, I yeah, but then, see, the thing is, is if the Panthers beat the Canes, then Devils and we beat win. the Caps, yeah, then, yeah you know, you got to win that play. game. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, Florida's clinched. I don't even, like, I don't think they can change their seating at this point either. Um, so they, they could might... influence who they want to play, and maybe they want to play the Devils and not the Canes. Yeah, well, no. that's possible too. So it'll be interesting to see how they approach that game, whether they decide to rest people um, or whether they want to go. And for it's a it. Paul Maurice coach team. You you never know what's going to happen there. Yeah, exactly. And uh, as far as I know, I think Bobrovsky is still injured, right? Alex Lyons still their starter. So that'll be something to watch too. I mean, he's been hot, he basically saved their season. So that's been impressive. But you know that uh, I don't know how much longer that can last. So that'll be an interesting game to watch for sure. Definitely, definitely. Um, anything else? I mean, just I'm I'm riding high, dude. Then yeah, riding I mean, high. just enjoy the good vibes, um, no matter what. We happens. were texting last night, like, what a fun season this has been. Yeah, I think that game against Buffalo just kind of like was a perfect sum of how the season went. Like, you see a home ice advantage. Jack breaks the record um, for most points by a Devils skater in a single season. And then you tie the franchise win record at 51, and you have a chance to break it against Washington. Still a chance to win the division, too. I think that game against Buffalo is like a perfect encapsulation of how the season's gone. Well, and you get a glimpse of the future. And you get a glimpse of the future with Lukey Boy. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I I think you hit it right on the head. Um, And probably a preview of an Easter Conference Finals uh, a couple years down the road. Yeah, Buffalo's, uh, they're close. They're about to be serious players in the Eastern Conference for sure. Definitely. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. We got nothing else to add. Well, thank you guys for listening. Sorry we were a little bit late this week, but we wanted to make sure that we were able to cover the Luke uh, debut in a timely fashion. And with all the records that were broken, it was it was great that we were able to record tonight. Uh, enjoy the last game of the season, everyone. We will be back on Sunday with a full playoff preview, either the Canes or that team across the Hudson River that shall not be named. Um And with that being said, uh, everyone be safe. Have a happy and healthy week. And let's go Devils. Let's go Devils.